what are the different emotions you bring in when you're practicing creative visualization, when you're seeing yourself in whatever outcome you want? It first helps me to tap into my other senses. So my smell, like what I'm smelling. For instance, if I'm playing on grass, there's the perfectly amazing smell of grass that I'll try to smell. Then there's what I'm hearing and then what I'm feeling and all that, like holding my racket or the impact of the ball. I think that really helps me to then feel the feelings that I want to feel in the time. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. I have an amazing guest on today's podcast. So, a couple of months ago, I think it was September 2019, I started getting text messages from around the world. And I was wondering what, what's going on. People were saying congratulations. And so I checked my phone. And what it turns out is that Bianca Andrescu, a 19-year-old Romanian girl, had just won the US Open and she had beaten Serena Williams. This was one of the biggest upsets in sports. A 19-year-old girl beat the Serena Williams to win the US Open, a Romanian-Canadian girl. And the funny thing is, she was so positive. She was so uh, enthusiastic about it. After she beat Serena, she went to apologize to Serena. And the reporters were like so captivated by this woman who was so loving and compassionate and who just won the US Open. So they asked her what was the secret. And she spoke about personal growth. And then they asked her, well, what type of personal growth you do? And she said, and this appeared in the news everywhere, pass me my phone, pass me my phone. Somebody pass me my phone. And then when she got her phone, she opened it and she showed my book, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. And it appeared in articles across the world, in sports sites across the world. It got something like 40 million impressions. And this is why I was getting all of these thank you messages. So I reached out to Bianca to thank her for endorsing the book. And what surprised me is that not only had she endorsed the book, but she's a graduate of my Be Extraordinary program. She'd attended a live seminar sometime in 2018 in Toronto, and she had tweeted about it. I was so, so honored to see another world-class sportsman endorse my work. And a couple of weeks ago, I asked Bianca if she'd come on Instagram live with me and share with me her approach. You see, from the age of 16 to 19, Bianca Andrescu practiced creative visualization. In around 2017, she discovered Mind Valley and she went deeper in the topic. And I wanted to find out exactly what was her method, what was she seeing, what was she visualizing, how did this teenager win the US Open and beat Serena Williams? So Bianca came on Instagram, we had an amazing conversation and that's what I'm about to share with you. And what you're gonna learn here is how she visualizes, what she did. I'm also gonna bring in some insights because A few hours before getting on this call with Bianca, I'd just spoken to Joe Dispenza, the famous doctor who's also studying the impacts of imagery therapy and creative visualization on healing and shifting reality. So me and Bianca go into a really fascinating conversation here, and I think you guys are going to love it. Just one caveat. The first 20 minutes of this, I stupidly lost connection on Instagram, and I lost that. But the subsequent 25 minutes is available to you. So, but we recapped some of the ideas so you aren't missing anything, but I think you are going to love this. So let's get started in this conversation on the power of the mind and creative visualization with Bianca Andrescu, the winner of the US Open. 
So Bianca, we were talking about your emotional state. What are the different emotions you bring in when you're practicing creative visualization, when you're seeing yourself in whatever outcome you want? It first helps me to tap into my other senses. So my smell, like what I'm smelling. For instance, if I'm playing on grass, there's the perfectly amazing smell of grass that I'll try to smell. Then there's what I'm hearing and then what I'm feeling and all that, like holding my racket or the impact of the ball. I think that really helps me to then feel the feelings that I want to feel in the time. Obviously, like if it's a not so good scenario, if I'm injured, I'll feel exactly how I felt when I first injured it. And then for the good feeling, I obviously want to feel the satisfaction of holding that trophy at the end or the fulfillment of hitting that winner down the line and just like very emotional, happy states because that really digs deep into you. And I think that's what the key secret is for maintaining the best creative visualizations techniques. So you're picking up on something that's really interesting, right? Jose Silva, who pioneered this process. So you say you see the mental screen, which Jose Silva pioneered. Now, for those of you who are listening, that mental screen means that you see the image that you want roughly as if it's on a giant television screen. And the rule is it should be six feet in front of you, 20 degrees above the line of horizon. Okay. And the reason for 20 degrees above is because, so your eyes are closed. When your eyes are 20 degrees slightly upwards, it generates alpha waves. Now, here's the other thing, Bianca, which is new. Today, I interviewed Joe Dispenza, the doctor who's studying mind-body healing. Yes. Now, what Joe Dispenza collaborated with me, what he said is he's measuring people who are doing this, who have their brains hooked up to machines. What he found is that when you're at alpha and theta, you're able to better make these ideas sink into your brain. So it becomes more real. It becomes more vivid. So you're not doing this at the waking state. You're doing this while you're in a relaxed state, right? That's definitely a very important key. So I make sure to do it right when I wake up. And then it just kickstarts my day. Like when you're in the best relaxed state. Yeah. For those of you who are listening right now, the reason why you do it when you wake up is because in your first five minutes, before you have your cup of coffee, you're in natural alpha. Alpha is the level where you can program your mind. Now, Bianca's talking about emotions. Emotions are really important. All the studies show that when you bring in emotions, you magnify the result. As Bianca said, you said, I think, Bianca, that you can smell the grass. You see yourself holding the trophy. It's definitely not easy. Like at first for me, it was pretty tough to tap into all my senses at once. But with practice and repetition, it eventually became a habit of mine. It's basically embedded in me right now. So you're bringing in the emotions. Now I'm curious, what are you visualizing nowadays? Now you've beaten Serena Williams. You've won the U.S. Open and you're only 19. What's next for you? Well, I definitely want to reach that number one spot on the WTA tour. I love Um, that. Yeah, it's tough to do that now, of course, but I'm doing all the little things, the preparation aspect of it as much as I can. I'm still working out. And I'm not physically on the court, but I'm still visualizing myself practice inside my head. And just like the study, it shows very similar results, if not the same. So I am technically still practicing. (laughs) Mm, I love that. Now, I suppose you're also thinking about your future plans. 
out of curiosity, what are you studying in college? So right now, I'm not in college. I definitely want to sign up at one point so I can start studying psychology. I'm so intrigued with how the mind works and how it basically has control of our whole life. And I think if people can tap into that, then you'll change your life. Basically, your thoughts become reality. So I think the thinking aspect of everything is very important. Whatever you think, whatever you say, eventually becomes true. And right now, with Mind Valley, I'm currently doing John and Missy's Life Book. Amazing! That's great. Incredible! One of the best workshops I've done. I think with Mind Valley, there's so many good ones, but I think John and Missy's really stands out there because it really digs deep into every aspect of your life. And I think if one aspect of your life isn't going the way you want it to, then all your other aspects of life. Yeah. That's amazing. So it's really important to have, yeah, all of them in the right balance. I'm so happy that you're doing LifeBook now. How did you discover Mind Valley in the first place? So my mom has always been, I guess people would call a hippie, but now <laughs> it's, it's. I think it's slowly starting to become the norm. But she's always been into meditation and like the holistic approach to right. things, which I'm very grateful for because then she introduced me to that area of life and I remember she would always put books on my nightstand to read and at first I didn't want to touch any but she kept doing it and she kept letting me start on my own time by her explaining like the different aspects of whatever she was doing and then slowly and surely I started to become more interested in it and then at one point I was reading every single day every single night and then she discovered Mind Valley actually online. She was looking for personal development programs and then she came across you guys. And I remember at the time you guys didn't have as many followers and it's just so incredible how you guys skyrocketed in the course of three years. Now you're almost at a million followers on Instagram and 10 million people worldwide have joined the program, which is just incredible. Yeah, I had no idea how to use Instagram like 18 months ago. <laughs> But, oh, but then you stumbled upon you, you stumbled well. upon my book and you mentioned that to the reporters. I'd love to hear that. Like what happened there? Yes. So once I got into the program and started watching some of the videos that you were putting up and bringing different people to speak on your platform, I came across your book. You were promoting it at the time. So I was like, okay, I have to read this. Like I have to read this. So then I probably read it in two or three weeks. I'm not the fastest reader. I'm starting to read a book a week. I'm slowly getting there, but I am actually right now in the process of rereading it. That's my quarantine goal. I just love how you tap into basically everything in the book. You tap into the science of everything. You tap into how important it is as a child to start learning these things because I feel like at a young age is where you grasp everything and it basically starts there like all your beliefs and all of that and I think it's really important with how parents raise their children but even if you haven't been introduced to it at a young age you can still tap into it at any age and accomplish anything you want.
really yeah. keeping and, your mind to it. And you talk about six phase and all of that, which is incredible. And what you and I have in common is we both started using creative visualization for competitive sports at 17. Yes. And of course, my results were nowhere as close to you. I just made it to the US Open and then got knocked out. This was in martial arts. You won. You beat Serena Williams and, and won the US Open for tennis. Mine was the US Open for Taekwondo for Korean karate. But mine also happened because I was visualizing it every single day, three times a day. I was using the Silva method back then. That's where the mental screen came from for those of you who are following us. Now, in your case, Bianca, did you discover creative visualization through Mind Valley? Were you doing that before? I was doing it before, but I don't think I was doing it as effectively as I am now since I was right. introduced to your program because you really dig deep into the benefits of it and exactly how to do it. Now, when you took the BE class, do you remember the merging technique for Be Extraordinary? Remind me what it is. I'm probably that, that's the more advanced now. technique. It goes beyond just creative visualization. It's where you merge with the energy of what it is that you're trying to create. I have. Yeah. That's the more advanced technique. And if you ever need yes. me to personally teach you that, like I'll be happy to get in a Zoom call and teach that. To yeah, you. It I just remember. accelerates the process. Yeah, I remember at first, I don't think I was doing it right. But if you can dig deep into it with me, then that would be yeah. much appreciated. Uh, hey, hang on. You won the US Open. <laughs> you were doing it right. <laughs> Maybe I was, maybe I was. Well, let's take some questions for Bianca Andrescu. So we have 856 people live right now. So we've been hovering between 800 to 1,100 people. Ask questions. What would be your biggest questions to Bianca? Can I ask you questions? Yeah, you can ask me a question too. What's the first thing you do when you wake up and the last thing you do before you go to bed? Okay, so really, really, really good question. First thing I do when I wake up, I do the six phase, okay? Obviously I go brush my teeth, then I do the six phase. Now, the reason I do the six phase is because when you're practicing creative visualization, when you're trying to manifest anything, it's not just about your emotions when you're visualizing it, it's about your emotions when you come out of meditation. And many people yes. forget that. If you come yeah. out of meditation and you are an asshole to people you see, or you are still angry about things that happened in the past, you are carrying charges that will slow down your rate of manifesting. So you do the sixth phase because it's focused on first compassion, which makes you nicer. And then it's focused on gratitude, which brings out joy. Then it's focused on forgiveness, which removes charges. Now, all of these have a lasting effect on you. When you come out of meditation, the results of gratitude, actually, some studies have shown it stays with you for nine months. It's insane. But wow. in yeah. one study of people practicing gratitude, they were happier nine months later than the control group that did not, even though they stopped practicing it after month one. So compassion, gratitude, forgiveness, these strip away all the barriers to manifesting. Now, of course, phase four, five, and six is where you are creating the future. This is where you're visualizing long-term, short-term, and then asking for a blessing. The blessing, I put it there because most people in the world today have a religious practice. And this is where you unify the sixth phase with whatever religious practice you believe in, whether it's, it's you praying to, to Jesus or you believing in Allah or whatever else. Or if you're an atheist, just whatever Thank inner you. power you want to believe. So yep. that's what I do the first thing. Now, before I go to bed, I do something else. And I learned this from another spiritual master. And this is where 
I ask myself, what is the magic I witnessed today? So this comes from a spiritual teacher by the name of Barry Morgan, and it's really simple. What is oh the magic goodness. that I witnessed today? I'm doing his workshop too. <laughs> really, that's awesome. I forget I connected you to Barry. Yeah, and you awesome. just write, you write, right. you write your wins of the day. Yes, but it's not just wins. It's not just wins. I want to believe that I live in a world that is filled with magic, that the universe is benevolent, and the universe has my back, and I never ever have to worry about anything. I want to believe that I have magic, that the world has magic, that the world resonates with me, that I can heal things, I can solve problems by asking yourself, "What is the magic I witnessed today?" and then looking at any coincidence, any instance, you start increasing your rate of synchronicity and your rate of manifesting. Now, Jose Silva found something really curious. So, Jose Silva, who invented the Silva method, which is where all of this came from, right? Mind Valley emerging Silva method. The mental screen technique that you're learning came from the Silva method. But Jose trained people to be functionally psychic, and he found that every time you have a psychic hit, an intuitive impulse, if you celebrate it, what happens is you get more hits, and you become more and more and more intuitive. Yeah. So you can adapt that. If you celebrate whatever coincidences you see, you see more coincidences and synchronicities. Mm -hmm. So that is what you want to say. When you go to bed, what is the magic I witnessed today? I really love that. I really think that intuition is a very big part of us human beings, and I don't think a lot of people do tap into it. Like, for instance, when I don't tap into it, I always tell myself, "Oh my gosh, I wish I listened to my intuition," because you're basically searching for your answers within, and right. other than from. Exterior pressure, people's views. You may think like, "Oh, what is my friend going to think of me, or what is that person going to think of me?" Whatever. And I think, yeah, just intuition really taps inside and brings a different perspective into life. Yeah, intuition is truly powerful. Now, are you training that for yourself right now? Yeah, I'm doing that with various practices, energy practices. I'm really Amazing. starting to see Amazing. shifts in my life. Yeah, like some things will just come over me, and I end up doing it, and then it's like the best thing that's ever happened. For instance, I haven't spoken to one of my friends in a really long time, and something just came over me and and told me to call that person, and I did, and amazing things happened. So, have you become a hippie like your mom? I. Proudly say yes. <laughs> Very proud. That's 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 awesome. Well, Bianca, you're an inspiration for so many people. Now, I just want to ask for the young people who are watching. There are so many teens out there who maybe you know in this time right now are going through a tough time. They aren't seeing their friends in school. They're wondering what's going to happen in the world. The world certainly seems a lot more unpredictable, a lot less safe. Many teens. Are seeing even their school graduation, their senior prom just disappear. What would be your advice for other young people out there? I would say to focus on the things you can't control rather than the things you can't. I think that's what causes a lot of stress in people's lives. Like for instance, what's happening right now is definitely out of our control. Like whoever thought that this would happen, right? But I think if you stick to the guidelines that everyone is telling you, meaning stay home, to stop the spread of the virus and flatten the curve, 
I think then that's how we can make a difference right now right. because then slowly but surely, hopefully a bit faster than that, we can flatten the curve and then everything will be back to normal. But I think if we do stick to the things we can control, which is that, then we can slowly start to see our friends again and all of that. But until then, what I do, and I encourage everyone to do this, is to just be grateful for the things you do have right now in your life that are really good and that bring you joy, but maybe you don't pay attention to them all the time, which is being with family or whoever you're quarantining with, having food on the table, having a home that you're able to stay in because so many people don't have these things. And I feel like this time really shows us that we can't take these things for granted. I'm sure that once we're all out of here, we're going to be more aware of all those little things and hopefully our world can become a better place after all of this so just those little things really make a difference that is beautiful that's beautiful thank you so much for sharing that and you're such an inspiration for so many people congratulations on your big win at the u.s open you make romanians all my romanian friends are so excited about you and my canadian friends are equally excited about you as well thank you for giving hope to so many people there are still like nine, 854 people on. Now, again, Bianca, like I love Instagram because it's so, this is such a casual conversation. Yeah. But if you, if you wanted to stay and answer some questions, I'm happy to stay. If you need to go, let us know. I can answer a couple. Who is your toughest opponent, Bianca? Everyone on tour has something that challenges me for sure. But like the toughest... Okay, I'll give an example of like the toughest match I had last year because I've only played these players once. And the person that really gave me trouble was Simona Halep. I actually looked up to her growing up. It was a very close match, but there was just different things going on. And it was definitely one of the toughest matches. Wow. Okay, so here's another question. What is your biggest fear? If you have one. Feeling fear. (laughs) There's a couple I can think of, but I guess definitely feeling fear and becoming anxious of it. I think a lot of things come out of fear and it definitely stops me from doing things when I wish I didn't like resent it, if you know what I'm getting at. So I I would say that sometimes you just have to embrace it. And I don't feel like I do that all the time. I see. Next question. Did you visualize winning the U.S. Open or did you just visualize being the best tennis player you could? I mean, did you actually see and visualize yourself winning against Serena Williams and holding that trophy? Yeah, there was different things that I did. Visualizing that moment was definitely on the top of my list. I've always had that hope that I could do big things in the sport. But the day that I really, really started to believe in myself was when I won this tournament called the Orange Bowl, which is an ITF tournament. It was under 18 and I was 15 at the time. And I remember I beat the first seed and I won the tournament. I think I was one of the youngest to win that tournament and the third Canadian in a row, actually. At that moment, I really thought that I could eventually accomplish what I wanted to accomplish, which was to win a Grand Slam, become number one in the world and become the best tennis player that I can be. So that's when I wrote myself a check for the tournament. And funny enough, I wrote it for the year 2019, which is still just like incredible. I have the check, it's somewhere in my room. 
So when you um, say you wrote the check for the tournament, you wrote a check of the winnings that you would get if you won. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, so I wrote. Did you, did you get that technique from fellow Canadian Jim Carrey? Yes. God bless him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I knew um, it. His story, yeah, is just right. incredible. And then I ended up doing it, and surprisingly enough, it did happen. But it didn't just happen for me to just write that check and then boom like I would win the tournament there was hard work that came in there there was a lot of failures a lot of setbacks a lot of sacrifices all of that but I always had that in the back of my mind and that made me do my best to choose the right decisions at that moment that would get me to that stage I would ask myself will this get me to the number one spot will this get me to win that Australian Open. A lot of the decisions I make, I always ask myself that question. And then, and then it happened. It happened. Amazing. By the way, I was inspired by Jim Carrey when I was a teenager as well. And I wrote myself a check, which I carried in my wallet for the longest time. I think you spoke about that at one of your seminars. I remember. Right, right. It's definitely a, an amazing technique. So, Bianca, thank you so much for sharing your story. It is great to meet you in person, even though we've been in contact for a while. I'm so yeah. honored that my work had an impact in your life, and I'm so proud to have you as a member of the Mind Valley community. And I loved what you said about the community and your experience at the BE Seminar. Thank you so much. It's definitely changed my life. And just know that you're not only changing my life, you're changing millions of lives. So I really am grateful for you and very appreciative of what you're bringing into this world. Thank you, Bianca. Take care, Bianca. You too. Stay safe, everyone. You know, if any of you guys want to ask questions on creative visualization, I'd love to be able to help and answer. Okay, a good book for teens. Well, the book that I read that really changed my life is The Silver Method. I read that when I was 14 years old, and that is what got me started on personal growth. So I would say that is an amazing book for teenagers. Code of the Extraordinary Mind is also for teens, but my book is a little bit more raw. Okay, there are some R-rated stories in there. As long as you as a parent are okay with your teen being exposed to that type of stuff, then, you know, it's a good book. So somebody asked, do you incorporate breathwork? No, not yet. Breathwork is a great, great tool, but I don't really incorporate breathwork at this moment. Okay, somebody said, explain the six-phase meditation. It's completely free. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash learn dash meditation. Okay, and take the course again, completely free. And when you sign up there, it'll appear for you on your Mind Valley app or your Mind Valley Apple TV device. Somebody said, How do you visualize a perfect day on quarantine? Well, it depends on what you want to do that day. Every single day, I have a goal for myself. Every single day, most of my goals right now are related to my business because I'm using this opportunity in quarantine to completely transform the way Mind Valley operates, to transform the quality of our programs, to automate the company like crazy. So every day, I'm focused on one big thing. And typically, it is a feat of scalability and automation. Somebody asked me, Are you gay? No, I'm actually straight. It's an unusual question, but. No, I have nothing against being gay, but I am straight. What are your thoughts on lucid dreaming and how can you use them to achieve your goals? Well, I believe in lucid dreaming. I haven't experienced it. But what I can say is that Mindvalley has signed a remarkable lucid dreaming coach who's going to be coming on to Mindvalley later this year. The only problem is that filming got delayed. Filming got delayed because of quarantine. So Made of Boldness, just and hi, Made of Boldness, I've been following you and thank you for being such a big fan. Now, uh, what are the steps for creative visualization? So here's 
a really interesting thing, okay? Just today, I was interviewing Joe Dispenza. And one of the things that Joe Dispenza spoke about is that when you're practicing creative visualization, here's some nuances. Now, I can collaborate with Joe Dispenza's work and what I've studied with Jose Silva. So I've been one of the biggest proponents of creative visualization. In fact, creativevisualization.com is currently owned by me. I have an old program over there. Now, here are a couple of things that people forget. Number one, it's not about what you visualize. It's about what you feel. It's about the feeling. Okay, now it's about the feeling when you're visualizing it. But it's not just the feeling. There are a couple of things. Now, the biggest things is a lot of people think, okay, it's about the visualization. It's about the clarity. All of that matters, yes. But ultimately, it's the feeling. That's number one. But the second thing is that it's about the feeling you have when you come out of visualization. When you come out of visualization, you need to maintain positive state. Now, Jose Silva called this concept expectancy. You need to be in a state of what is called positive expectancy. In other words, you're no longer surprised if that goal comes to you. You just kind of expect it. Now, it takes training to get to that state. Okay, so expectancy is important. Now, when you have expectancy, negative emotions disappear. Fear disappears. Worry disappears. You become kinder because if you know that you're blessed with luck and your wildest dreams are coming to you, you just automatically are a nicer, less fearful person, right? So you want to be in that state of expectancy. So that is really important. When you come out of it, you want to be in this beautiful, positive state. Now, the third thing that you want to do is that you want to remove all negative charges, which means you got to be forgiving. You got to be grateful. You got to be appreciative and you got to have compassion for life. Okay. So if you can remove all of these negative charges, what often happens is that you find that that which you want to manifest comes to you faster. But there is a fourth thing. I learned this from the Reverend Michael Beckwith. And it's called the law of resonance. It means that you become that which you want to visualize. The universe doesn't give you what you want. It gives you who you are. Now, what this means is that if you want to win the U.S. Open, you got to take on the identity of a champion. So you may use techniques such as lofty questions to phrase something along the lines of, why am I such an incredible sports star? Or why am I such an incredible programmer? Or why am I such an incredible writer with raving fans around the world? When you ask yourself those questions, that technique comes from Christy Marie Sheldon. When you ask yourself those questions, you change your self-identity. And that makes what you're visualizing come to you faster. So I know I'm connecting the dots between a lot of different teachers, but that's what I do. I mean, look at the number of books on my bookshelf. I interview, I work with many teachers. With Valley right now, we have maybe... 40 major teachers, 400 other teachers, and almost all of them I film, I interview, I co-produce programs with, and then I try to connect the dots. So with visualization, one of my goals is to make this mainstream. Now, how I'm doing it is that in addition to the Be Extraordinary program that I've launched, next week I'm launching the new Silver Method. So we are taking the Silver Method program, which has its roots in the 70s and 80s and was updated in a big way in the 90s, I've now gone in, I've added another layer to that program, and the new Silva Method program is coming out. Jose Silva, the founder, passed away in 1999, but his children, his daughter, Diana, asked me to be the face for the new program. I've been studying it for 20 years, and now I'm finally releasing that. And that is going to be probably the most advanced creative visualization program out there. So that's coming out next week on Mindvalley. And there'll be a free 90-minute masterclass available for all of you guys. All of you guys can attend at least the first 
90 minutes of it, an hour and a half completely free. Oh, somebody asked, how did you discover the silver method? Well, if you want to know the real story, the book fell on my head. I kid you not. I was 14 years old. I was reaching up for something on my father's bookshelf. The book fell on my head. There's a weird phenomenon with the silver method books. And this may sound crazy to some of you guys, but many people I know have had that book reach them in unusual ways. For me, it fell on my head. And by the way, Christy Marie Sheldon, who's one of the biggest teachers in Mind Valley, I just mentioned her as the originator of the lofty questions technique. I was speaking to her once, and it turned out she also got her start with the silver method when the book fell on her head. So apparently this book has a habit of jumping off shelves and falling on people's heads. This is one of the silver method books I have. It's so worn out because I love this book so much. This book is 40 years old, 40 freaking years old. This book belonged to my father. I took it from my father's shelf because I loved it that much. Now, by the way, somebody just asked anything for kids. Yes, we just took Mind Valley for teens and we made it free for everyone. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash teens forward slash extraordinary. Completely free for everyone right now. Okay, so thanks, guys. And by the way, I want to ask you guys a favor. So we just launched something really cool called stories.mindvalley.com. As you heard from Bianca Andrescu, we get so many stories from people whose lives have been transformed by Mindvalley. You can go to stories.mindvalley.com. And there are just so many amazing stories. Oh, in addition to Bianca Andrescu, that is the rock star Miguel. He does the six phase meditation as well. And he spoke about it in Billboard magazine. So I'm not even reaching out to these people. They're just talking about it. But if any of you have a story on how Mindvalley has changed your life, these are all recent stories that came in. I'd love for you to submit your story. Go to stories.mindvalley.com and click on tell us your story. And you might get featured as well. We just launched this and we already have 5,623 featured stories. So I would love to hear from you guys. So thank you all. Thank you for listening. It's been an honor serving you. And thank you for having you guys as Valley fans. Take care, guys. So if you enjoyed that, I want you to check out the program that Bianca graduated from, from Valley. This is my personal program. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash B dash extraordinary. That's forward slash B dash extraordinary. When Bianca took it, it was a live seminar over two days, but you can now take it online. And it's a 30 day program, 10 to 15 minutes a day. And what I teach you is the advanced science of shaping reality with your mind. It is one of the highest rated programs in Mind Valley. Now, if you happen to be someone who has been using some of my techniques and have accomplished something tremendous in your life. Look, you don't have to have won the US Open, but maybe you were able to heal your skin or maybe you were able to accelerate your career. I'd love to hear your stories. And perhaps you will be the next guest on our podcast. Go to stories.mindvalley.com. And right now I'm getting stories from so many incredible sports people. Tony Gonzalez, who's in the NFL Hall of Fame, just mentioned my six-phase meditation in the New York Times. And another sportsman that we'll be bringing on Mindvalley Instagram to hear about how he's using ideas from Mindvalley in his game is Reggie Jackson of the Detroit Pistons. He will be coming on soon. So again, if you're using my mental techniques or the six-phase meditation or be extraordinary or the silver method to warp your reality and succeed, whether it's sports or career, I'd love to hear from you. Stories.mindvalley.com. And if you want to dive in and start applying these techniques to change your life and just make success easier and make your dreams come true like Bianca did, 
go to mindvalley.com forward slash be dash extraordinary. And I want to give a kudos and a shout out to all the amazing players in the NBA, the NFL, tennis, the MLB now who are using my techniques. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'm here to serve you. Thank you guys. And this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley Podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body? your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.